the tribe The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer Winter's Call. Hello and welcome to another episode of Winter's Call. I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And today we're going to talk about a very unpopular subject, but apparently one that has captured the news and... It's a, I don't think technically he's a Florida man, but he, he was in Florida when he did it. We're talking about, the hell is his name? Zach something? Zach Stacy, beating on his baby mama. Beating on? Holy crap, dude. He went like full UFC fight mode on it. Feet away from his uh, son and just. Threw her around like a rag doll. Now, and it says, "It says I love you, baby." As he walks out the the door, right? <laughs> See, what bothers me about that is all domestic violence that I have studied escalates. First, it starts out with you know, usually your narcissistic personality, where it's all about them and. You're the reason with the wrong with the relationship, and then it morphs into resentment, and then hate, and uh, finally gets into you know being verbally abusive, and and then and then starts to beat on him a little, a little push and a shove, and now it's straight up UFC fight night in the middle of the fucking hallway. You want to say of, something? I, I I do, but I, I will save that one for later in the blooper reel. Uh, no, so what bothers me about this is he's calm. Like you know, he doesn't. He's not screaming. He's not shouting. He's cold because he's he has he's decided to kill her and hasn't hadn't gotten the gumption to do so. Is what happened. He has done this before. Yeah, there's a pattern of behavior. Now, I know that right now, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that was so vicious, so violent. People saw signs before. I can almost guarantee it. The way that she didn't cry and she apologized means that this is a pattern of behavior. She didn't fight back. She didn't argue. She just stood there and took it. Tried to explain her case so that she wouldn't get beat more. And the moment that it started uh, another ass whooping, she decided that she was going to be quiet and just take it. Why? I don't. I don't understand that mindset for one. And some I do. It's, you know, compliance keeps you from getting hurt worse. But if someone has a continued pattern of behavior like this, you would think that you'd want to get out of it, especially when a kid is involved. Some people do it. Some spouses do it to protect the child. Well, look at 
look at that relationship specifically, right? You have a woman who is in a relationship, has the son of a football player. He's got money and power and influence, and she does not. So she believes that she can be a wall between the abuse, between him and the child. Or he could sit here and she loves that baby more than she loves him. And he threatens to, uh, he threatens to sit here and take the kid away. Mamas don't want to give up their babies. Okay, in a way I can understand, but I don't know. I, I, okay, I don't want anybody to think because I've been on the opposite side. So I've been to where I've where I've helped people in this situation, right? So I've seen I've seen a lot, and I've even asked some of the guys, you know, why in the world would you do this? Or some of the women, sorry. And I always get the same response every time. But I love him. Or I love him. Guy. I can fix him. He just had a bad day or just bad. It, it's a cycle of violence. Man abuses woman. Woman, while recovering, is very vulnerable. Man comes in and apologizes. Gives her gifts. Baby, it will never happen again. Things go on as normal. She does something or says something that sets him off. <gasps> he beats her, and the whole cycle is repeated again and again. The problem battered is, wife? yeah, the battered wife syndrome. Unfortunately, you're sitting here and you're teaching your children. If you have a daughter, you're teaching your daughter that this is the way that men should treat women. And if you have a son, he's more likely to be abusive. Simply because he watched his father and the mother never stood up. But this carries into people's relationships with the government too. It abuses you till you sit here and threaten to change it. And then things get better and oh, we won't do it again. The other party, the party that you want is in charge and... Things go about normal. Next election cycle, we're going to promise this and this and this. And then they beat Boom. you again. Yeah, and you just take it over and over and over again. But you want to talk about privilege, right? You want to talk about you know people getting away with stuff. It had nothing to do with the ethnicity or, or race of this individual. Because it happens on both sides. What you have is that money means you can get away with just about anything to a point. Well, this dude, I think the video is going to He hit to the point. Yeah, he hit that it. point. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because if there was no video of that, he was very careful. He did not leave any marks that you could see on the thing or that couldn't be covered. He didn't hit her in the face. You know, and these are abuser tricks. You don't hit the person that you're abusing in the face. The stomach, the abdomen, things that could be easily covered up. Yeah, that's what he did. And the cops were there within two minutes. 
Which means... And he's still on the run. Yeah. Sorry, not damping the mood there, but... Maybe he's you know, I get still the cops the are there. The cops are, you know... Uh, <laughs> cops are there in two minutes. This is why I tell people. It's like, everybody gets woke. You don't need to carry a firearm. There are police, really. Police are almost always too late. Not because they're trying to be. It's just because that's the nature of the beast. A crime police, happens in the moment. Police show up in minutes in a situation that takes seconds. It's not like they can tell ahead of time. It's not their fault. But I'm just saying that I see I listen to all this. and I was like, make this make sense to me. Make this make sense. Though I am, I, I am going to give you shit about it being in Florida. Whatever. Florida he's man. From, he's from Missouri, and he played for New Jersey. So, oh, that explains it. <laughs> now, two-way Patriot, Mama Joy, bag of donuts are going to be looking to kick my ass for making fun of Jersey. <laughs> but no, I mean, <clears throat> but think about how many times this happens on a daily basis. How many times that you, for every case that you've seen. There are hundreds of cases you'll never know. This is true. I mean, uh, well, okay, but it it also does it also does bring you know the case of how you need to have a a weapon or some way to defend yourself. Say it wasn't the the baby daddy. Say it was somebody who broke in the house. Now I love Reaper to death. So when he hears this, do not get offended. When we're talking about the location of his firearm. Ah. The lack of training. If you don't have one, or it's more than a certain set feet away in a situation, or not, e- or in a different house, there's a problem. If this dude was to just kick in the door, that's how quick it happens. Watch that video. It is that quick. It is absolute devastating, and he could have killed her. And there would have been nothing to stop him. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on something though. So this has happened, right? This has happened throughout all of history. There are bad men that do things they shouldn't do, right? Not right. gonna not gonna sugarcoat it. But it becomes more and more prevalent the more and more attack you make on true masculinity. Well, yeah, they don't have a positive role model in their life to teach them, hey, this is how you treat a woman, this is how you don't. I'll give you a perfect example. Me and my wife aren't that far apart, but I was raised one way and she was raised another. Right? Mama Bear, this is not an attack on your family, so just relax. When I was growing up, I was taught that you never... Ever, ever, ever lay hands on a woman. Okay, look, my father can't even get out of bed right now, but in the back of my mind, if I were ever in a situation like that, his words of, don't you ever raise your hand against a woman would come through. I'd be like, oh, no, that dude would roll over and pitch slap the hell out of me if I ever raise my hand against a woman. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she was a tomboy when she was growing up, and she, she helped raise her siblings. They all have the same belief. If a woman's going to ball up hands and throw punches like a dude, then she can be knocked out like a dude. Okay, I can see where she's coming from, 
But I always travel with my wife, so it never comes to that issue, so. Because <laughs> it's just, it's the programming in me. But I have two boys, and I'll tell them, you know, you're never allowed to start a fight, but you can finish one. I don't care if you win or lose, but you can finish that bitch, right? And I'll tell them that. And, but then, like, off to the side, I have to go, but if it's girl, don't do nothing. Just take your lumps, have somebody who will help you out, separate, restrain, right? Right now, my youngest doesn't understand restrain, so for him, it's like, don't do anything, because he, he just hit her over the head with a damn chair or something, right? So, restrain, restrain. And control the situation and, and go get help when they're in school, right? Or when they're out in town, right? My wife, on the other hand, is if she closes her fist and she takes a punch at you, put that bitch down. And I'm like, honey, in today's society, hell, not even today's society. In the society I grew up in, that was unacceptable. Now, if you go back to Spartan cultures, that was acceptable. Viking culture was acceptable. Yeah. But then again, they were shield maidens, and they could probably kill you anyway. Right. <laughs> so you can help yourself. Uh, I get the defending yourself. I do. To me personally, I'd, I wouldn't be able to do it. No, me either. I, I would it just have to, have to be a look over at my wife and just point. <laughs> Get her. It had to. It, it had to be a life and death situation for me to react. If she's just going to hit me, I'm probably going to laugh and move on. But then again, if you're in a position where you're in a relationship with a woman that's hitting you, well, let me tell you something. That's not a relationship you should be in. Now, now see, that's an important topic when we talk about domestic violence. It's always most of the cases, and when you look up most of the issues and resources it's all directed towards when the man is abusive to the woman but there are hardly any when it is the woman who abusive to the man and i know there are going to be people out there be like well that's just a wimpy dude and you you would say that too he getting his ass beat uh, is because he's a beta male or sometimes there's some badass bitches out there and they use emotional manipulation to the point where they can't physically fight back. They've been broken on a mental and spiritual level that they won't fight back. And we've seen it. Whereas You'd be surprised, actually. I'm not. I, I actually don't. A lot of times when I see a situation like that, it breaks my heart. But I try to talk to that person and be like, look, there's, there's somebody out there. There's somebody better. I don't know what you think you did to deserve this. I don't know what you think that, you know, I understand you never hit a woman. I get that. But that doesn't mean it's a dumb pair of legs that sits there and lets a body get beat. Fuck. I mean, come on. But what interests me is, like, the cases, they don't really have a good number on the cases of male domestic violence victims because men don't talk about it. Well, it's the same way with uh, sex trafficking and rape is that men suffer rape as well and sexual tra you know, sexual exploitation. But because there is a certain element of shame that is associated with being a victim, 
and being a man that people don't like to talk about. Or you have the typical, like, okay, I'll give you an example. You've seen that meme where the guy goes, I've had this terrible day. You guys want to hear about it? Nope. 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 Fuck no. Nope. Nope. Because that's how we operate. And normally it's the happy-go-lucky thing, right? But we don't turn it off very easy. Like, it becomes ingrained in us. Eyes focused. Keep, you know, keep your direction of where you're going. And it's like, whew. That's why I like to make a statement because, you know, some people... Well, the situations that happen, they ask me why I don't talk about it. And I'm like, you know, because I could bitch about it, but who's going to listen? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with my really close friends. I can talk to them about stuff if I wanted to. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, bitching's not going to do anything for it. I'd rather get my hands dirty, roll up and take care of business. But that's also my attitude on most things. I think I think what it boils down to is we have neutered men so much. That they're scared to take a stand for something that's right. And then you've got people that are glorified that are doing this. People that are called role models. People that are called heroes of our society. Yeah. And what is his punishment? Well, we won't know what the full extent of his punishment is. But the company that had hired him to speak at a music event. Yeah, that's already gone. And... I don't blame them. I wish they were they did more, but like properly vetted him. But I know how sinister it, insidious. Yeah, how insidious the whole uh abuser situation can be. Like they can pretend to be normal people for a long time. Yeah, but it comes to a point where you have to decide when enough is enough. Either side. Either either side. If you're a man or if you're a woman. If you're being abused, there comes a point where there's a time where you just go that enough is enough. Fair. And I think that we don't tell people that enough. We tell people that you're supposed to stick to it. You're supposed to stick it out. You're supposed to make it better. You know, do your part. Or oh, sometimes sometimes your part's getting the fuck out and getting to something you actually deserve. Well, here's here's the one that that always drives me crazy is that you know, I never hide the fact that I'm a Christian. But when you talk about Christian and divorce, they want to bring up verses that God hates divorce or you should always stay next to. You forget that there are two parts of a relationship in a marriage. You have the husband and the wife. And the respect and the honor that one is supposed to show is supposed to be reflected in the other one. But, uh, you know, Christians are told you need to stand by your spouse and fight for them and blah, 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 blah. You know why God hates divorce. It doesn't have anything to do with the institution of marriage. It has to do with the fact that divorce injures his children. The the kids that he loves. Sometimes, however, he understands that that is not a situation you need to be in. And you need to fucking leave. And, you know, consequences be damned. God says that in the Bible, it says that we'll face persecution, but it doesn't mean that you're just supposed to be a doormat. Or that you're supposed to be abused and just take it. 
because of some mistaken religious interpretation. I know you don't like to talk religion. That's why I didn't stop on that one. That's fine. It's just the thing that gets me the most. It's not that I hate religion. I hate organized religion. I believe in a higher being. I believe in God. And I believe in the truth of the Bible. The problem is I'm looking at the Bible and I'm like, I look over at a lot of organized religion. It's like, why do you only pick and choose parts of it? Right. Because the, the God of love that you're talking about is the same God that said, hey, David, I want you to go kill that giant. Yeah. I want you to eradicate the Philistines. Gideon, I want you to massacre the Midianites because they're coming after you. No, my favorite story when it comes to Gideon, and it is what gives me hope in the United States when things feel horrible. I know I just took a huge tangent, but I heard this today and I went, oh, so hopeful. They were talking about how Gideon, when he went to go fight, showed up with like 30,000 men. And God said, nope, too many. I don't want you to think that you want it of your own might. So Gideon has to eliminate some of them. And it does it multiple times. Till he, get, he, said he went from 30,000 to 300. And God goes, yeah, you ain't claiming victory without me on this one. So this is the perfect number. We're going to use this one. And just utterly decimated them. And that's what gives me hope is that if we have, you know, if we are in the right and it is God's will, even if just a few of us stand up, we got this. That gives me hope. Okay, back to the domestic violence thing. <laughs> the problem, I think, with domestic violence is we've it's the same thing we've done to a lot of other problems. We've enabled victimhood, but not the ability to survive and not the ability to get you out of that situation. Oh yeah, laws are fucked up when it comes to uh, when it comes to divorce and kids in an abusive relationship. Like, if you have a woman in a lot of states who's being abused. She will stay in that abusive cycle because she knows that if she runs with the kids, even if she runs to family, as soon as she crosses state lines, she's kidnapping. Or if she leaves the house and takes the kids, the cops will come and take the kids back from her and it'll be classified. You know, it just, it drives me crazy. But we teach, we teach them it's okay. That this is this is expected. This is a social norm. It's in our music. It's in our TV. It's in our media. It's on social media. It's in the news. It's in our sports, entertainment, in books. I mean, think about this. If Fifty Shades of Grey happened in a trailer park, it'd be an episode of Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, you have a valid point. I don't generally tend to look at it that way, but yeah, you're right. It would be, be an episode of Law and Order versus, you know, mommy porn. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you that 
romance novels are mommy porn. My wife, she loves romance novels. And I've read a couple of them. And I'm like, and start laughing. And I'm like, that's not realistic at all. If we're going to get into a discussion of the genre of romance novels, we're going to need to have at least one female here that has actually read them all. Because I can never, I can't get past like the first couple of chapters or I'll hit that first scene and be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Really? (laughs) But no, think about it though. We've allowed that mindset to be, and I'm not a prude. I'm not, I'm not somebody that, you know, steers away. I'm a red blooded American male. But you sit there and you realize that it has become so ingrained this behavior that is considered acceptable in certain areas if you have a certain standing. It's just stress. Oh, it's just this. It's just that. It's every excuse under the book instead of, and these he men don't ever. Me. She loves me. It's a good relationship 99% of the time. Yeah, but that 1% will get you killed. My favorite quote is when your enemy tells you who they are, believe them. If they say that they hate you, if they say that they're going to cause you violence, believe them. They are being honest with you when they tell you that they want to destroy you. And yet, all the time I hear, no, no, it's fine. It's not really going to happen. Yes. Yes, it is. And it starts small. It starts small. And it starts infrequently. But it builds a pattern. When they realize how far that they can push you. And eventually it gets to this case like this. If this wouldn't have been videotaped. If not the next time. Soon. It would be fatal. Well, he threw her into the TV so hard, the TV falls over on top of her, then he body slams her into the the little walker thing. What do they call those? The runaround things. The, I don't know. Bouncer? Bouncer, walker, or something. I don't know. But, I mean, and you're sitting there and you're thinking, like, you can do this in front of your child. I'd never be able to do that in front of a child. Yeah. I didn't even look at it through the eyes of the child because at five months old, the odds that the child is going to remember when they grow up is very slim. But yeah, that's a valid point to be uh, so so careless that you just like bucket right in front of the kid. Well, basic psychology. I understand they don't remember the They don't have solid memories of things that happen at that age, but things that happen during that time will shape their personality. Aversion to loud noises. Aversion to loud noises. You notice that the baby doesn't even start crying until he slams the door after he says, I love you, baby. Yeah. Like, how demented is it that you're going to sling the mother of your child all over the place, bounce her off of walls? By the way, this is the mother of your child that you're not even in a relationship at the moment with. Right? Mother of your child, you sling her all over the like a pinball, and then look at your child and say, "I love you," and then leave. That's like the government locking you down and saying it's for your own safety. I'm going to herd you into a camp for your own safety. You're going to take this drug for your own safety. The drug's going to kill you eventually, but that's okay. It's for your own safety. There's a silver lining, though. 
I know I if you if you read that story and how long it took them the police to show up. Two minutes. You know what that tells me? Because we can watch the video and she doesn't move right away. What that tells me is that somebody fucking said something. Like they had heard the violence and they called nine one one. That is encouraging, especially since not that long ago we had the toxic apathy episode where people <laughs> had people get beat, right? I know that it sucks that it comes on the tail of this, but if there is a silver lining, it is the fact that somebody stepped in. And it was probably... It's a, it's a spider thread silk of a of a silver lining. Fair. Because what you should have done is step in. You, 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 I'm I, never satisfied. You know this. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't guarantee that this is what happened, but the person who probably called and said something was a victim of it themselves. Because you're right. If it did happen Right, and there were guys around. They're gonna see a football player and be like, "Nope." Just saying, but it was probably a victim of physical abuse who said something because they understand they have that they have that uh, empathy towards the other person. Sympathy, not empathy. Sympathy because they're they've gone through it. It still bothers me. Like this is a sign of toxic feminism, is what it is. I'm not gonna be like a like our friend from Texas. That's not what I'm getting at. But the fact is that we have denigrated actual masculinity, the actual need for a man to be a protector, to have certain codes of conduct, certain codes of honor, certain modicum of behavior. That this is this is normal now. This happens mean, all around us. You mean come to the defense of somebody or self-defense? Right. Yeah. You can't even defend yourself anymore. Yeah. So why would you? Why would you put your neck on the line? Because it's right. I know. I knew you were going to say it. I just tried to be delicate. Ugh, no, I wasn't even trying to be delicate. I was trying to make a point about the Rittenhouse case, where you can't defend yourself. You why would you defend somebody else? Look at what happened to this poor kid defending his own life. It makes more sense when that's in somebody else's, you know, that's in somebody else's head, right? That's why they don't defend the woman on the the women on the uh, subway. So I mean, I okay. I know that I'm usually the blunt force trauma <laughs> when it comes to these, but I actually was about to mention the Kyle Rittenhouse case. <laughs> I actually had one point where I was gonna be like, "And there's a point." <laughs> Beat me to it, you son of a bitch. It was my point. You were like, "Cause it's right. It's the point, it's right. and that's I the know. and that's the problem." But now that will be illegal. Yeah, and but. It doesn't affect some people because they're they're never gonna step up to begin with. I know I love it when you're, I use that term. You're, you're just trying to hit that reset button and be like, "Hey, hey, dear, it's time for a rage." But what the fuck? 
That's the problem. That toxic apathy that it doesn't affect me. It happens in your everyday life. It is all around you. Things that you do not think affect you. But remember, there's that statement that says it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, not everybody who suffers from toxic or that we accuse of suffering from toxic apathy actually has it. There are some people, and let's be honest, there are some people that could act but choose not to because they have that apathy. But then there are people who say that it doesn't affect them, but it covers how big of cowards they really are. They wouldn't have stepped up in the first fucking place. Even if all of the conditions and all of the stars lined up, and they were given massive firepower to go defend this one place, they wouldn't do it anyhow. They just use the term, it doesn't affect me, to cover up their cowardice. Now, not everybody. Some people just don't understand the connections on a level that we do. But, so we're left with three groups of people who use the same terms. I know for you, they're all, bah. I get it. I feel so attacked right now. Deny it. Mama Bear, he's abusing me. Deny it. I fucking dare you. No, they're all fucking whims. Uh, <laughs> and no, and I get it. To some people, it, the problem is that logically, rationally, I can I can reason it out. But I'm sitting here it's like, at some point, you have to realize that if you don't act, nothing will change. And that's that's what I think gets me the most in cases like this, is that people sit there, they take it, they. Or they watch it and they they watch it happen because it doesn't affect them or because it's uncomfortable, never realizing that all it takes is one person to make a move and you can make a change. You can make a difference. But that won't happen. They all have their little cushions. It is it is easier to be comfortable than to confront change. <laughs> I'm just thinking of of the character I saw the other day of America being the the battered or is the Lady Liberty being the battered wife. That it's an apt representation of what's going on right now. Fair, fair, it is. But so I want to end this episode with advice. Carry a gun. <laughs> Restraining order is a piece of paper. Okay, that's oh, your advice. Oh. <laughs> I meant helpful advice to somebody who's already in a bad situation. Because let's face it, if they're in a situation where they actually need a gun, like right now, their spouse, their significant other, already has total control of their finances. Probably total control of their friend circles. Probably total control of a whole myriad of other things. Yeah. That sign. If you don't know... I forget. It's an audio podcast. (laughs) I'm such a moron. All right. The sign for help. Shut up. Two birds for you. All right, so I want you all to practice with me. I want you to put your thumb 
in the middle of your palm, curl them all down to make a fist, right? That is the symbol that you need help, that you can give to people. Then I want you to take your hands that are facing out, your fingers that are facing out, and I want them to turn them towards you and raise the middle fingers to tear so that you can give him a fucking raven because he's an asshole. <laughs> but no, seriously, there are people out there. Reach out to us. There are people out there who can get you help. There are people out there that are willing to take a stand. There, there are organizations out there that will help you, male or female. To fight against abuse. Now, don't abuse the system. If you're not actually being abused, like Reaper, I'm going to bring Reaper up again. Your wife picking on you is not abuse. <laughs> One of these days, she is going to hit him in the head with that frying pan she keeps talking about, though. I'm going to feel so guilty when that happens. Yeah, that's all your fault, too. It, it, it's going to sit squarely at your feet. Because here we are talking about domestic violence, and the only thing that runs through my head is, and then there was that one time that Tears are here and told Reaper's wife, hey, if he ever gets in, gets on your nerves, hit him over the head with a frying pan. That is not being a proper role model. That is the opposite of what we're trying to do on this episode. Look, 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 do as I say, not as I do. And don't take your advice? <laughs> is that what you're no, 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 no. I said, do as I say, not as I do. Take my advice. Your Look, advice to her was to hit him in the head with a frying pan. That's it's horrible advice. Button. Well, he was being a jackass. Okay, fine. That one time he was being a jackass. <laughs> but then it became a run-on joke. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, I, I can't stress this enough, though. One, reach out, get help. There are many people that will help you. You'd be surprised once you start looking. There are people that will help you. That hand sign can get you so far. There's even people that where you'll put a little black dot in the center of your hand, but it's easier to do the the hand sign because it's not as permanent. But if you can get away, get away. If you can get armed and protect yourself, do so. Don't don't allow don't allow your 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 need for love to outweigh your need for attention. Cause that that's what it comes down to. Your need for attention to outweigh your safety. There are organizations out there that you can call 1-800-799-7233 for the, uh, for the hotline or domestic violence. Don't be afraid to reach out to those numbers. Send us a message here uh, on anchor. And now on Apple Podcasts. But wait, 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 question for you. How many countries have we reached now? Um make me go check, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I am. I am. This goes out to anyone. I mean, I know that we have people that listen to us outside of the United States, and I don't know what to do for you, but there are still organizations, church organizations. You'd be surprised. Find your local Freemason. We're in 13 countries. Find a local Masonic Lodge if there's one near you. Those are people that will definitely help you. The people that will help me. Or I will a local a, church. I will put a question. I will put a question here that will go out to of our listeners on Spotify. You don't have to leave a message on our podcast. You can leave a statement. I live in and then 
we'll make an episode just for you about where you can go and what contact you can do. It may not be a full hour long, but it'll be enough to get you the information that you need. This way, if you can still listen to podcasts, you can still get the information you need without worrying about emails, without worrying about other things. We're we're in 13 countries growing quickly. And if we can reach out and find the information for you, we'll make a podcast just for your country. Just a little bonus episode. So we're here to help and to get you the help that you need. And I might even try to butcher your language if I can find at least one phrase I can say. (laughs) Might be a little fun. That's true. All right. So with that, thank you for joining us in another episode. I know this one wasn't as fun or rage-filled or happy-go-lucky, but it's an important one. So uh, with that, I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And be safe and know that you got somebody at your back. Never alone. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.